0: Welcome while well, you are at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we are so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. You know, we would love to hear from you. So send us an email with your question or your comment to Joy at EWTN.com. Today, our guest is Stephen Gabriel. He Stephen is the author of a beautiful book that we kind of talked about on on our Monday show. And the book is called Hope for Your Grandchildren, Talking to the Third Generation About What Matters. So Stephen is here today to talk to us about the role that grandparents should play in the lives of their grandchildren in terms of faith and morals. Mm -hmm. So the name of the beautiful book is called Hope for Your Grandchildren, Talking to the Third Generation About What Matters. And this book, is available at EWTNRC.com. So yeah, so it is a fine line, right? I mean, we want to impart truth. We want to impart everything that is good and true and beautiful to our grandchildren. Um, How do we do that? How do you navigate that without usurping the role of their parents, being gentle and kind, but yet speaking it? my grandparents, I didn't have a big influence of my grandparents in my life. They weren't
1: influential in your
0: life. No. I mean, I didn't know my father's parents. My grandmother and grandfather, they were broken people. And so they didn't have a big influence of truth and morals and values of of being in my life. Yeah. Well, that could always be
1: part of the kind of letter that you write, because that's what he's doing in the book. These are letters that he's written to his grandchildren, great-grandchildren, very important to him as a man of faith. And he's just saying, I want to convey these things to you, Mm -hmm. the the things that are nice and smooth and wonderful, the things that are difficult. And that could be a part of a letter. You're saying, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, Evidently, his his grandchildren and great-grandchildren have wonderful family, Catholic, and he could say, you know, that's not always the way. Mm -hmm. Appreciate what you have. Understand the formation that's taking place in your life and pass that down to others. Understand there's a lot of broken people in this world, Mm -hmm. but even those broken people can go with what they think is, is good and not the brokenness. So that's what he's doing here, and not only is it about what he's written, and it's beautifully written, and different topics that are important to him, he's saying, hey, take this as a model, don't take all my stuff, Mm -hmm. but what's important to you? What do you want to convey in love that's so important in your life that you want your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren to know to benefit by this? How would you express that in love?
0: Well, we're going to have a great show with Stephen today.
1: So plenty more to come. We'll be right back. Please don't go away.
0: Welcome back. We are at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guest is Stephen Gabriel. Steve is the author of a book called Hope for Your Grandchildren, talking to the third generation about what matters. And Steve has 37 of his own grandchildren. And so today he's here to tell us about all his wisdom about that he knows as a grandparent and the role that your life should play in your grandchildren's lives regarding faith, and morals. So, Steve, we're excited to have you, and we want you first to tell our family a little bit about yourself, your family, your children, your grandchildren, and really important, your faith journey. Uh,
2: Certainly. First, thanks very much for having me. Um, So I was a, uh, or am, a uh, cradled Catholic, Um, was raised in a Catholic home. My uh, mother... Catholic my father a convert and so I grew up you know going to mass on Sundays and my parents made sure that I uh, attended the uh, CCD that's what it was called then yes and um, uh, in when I was in in a Catholic school then of course I would get my religious formation there Uh, and then I went off to college and left it all behind (laughs) Uh, and uh, it was, I didn't have any particular uh, issue with the teaching of the church. I think I was just a lazy 18 year old and um, uh, left the church really uh, almost completely. Mm-hmm. And it just, I guess it wasn't just that, well, that important to me. And um, then I met the girl who was to be my wife and we started thinking seriously about getting married. And uh, so the, the, obviously the next thing to think about is the fact that we would have children. So we, you know, we planned to have children. So um, we had to consider, what are we gonna teach these kids? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And th- there was no way I was gonna do anything but Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, and my wife Peggy was, she was about, we were on the, about the same track at that time. And uh, so basically we decided we better clean up our act. And uh, so, you know, we get back to the sacraments and uh, then we were married. I was in graduate school when we were, when we were married, uh, but uh, you know, there still wasn't any d- deep prayer life. We went to mass and went to confession occasionally, that sort of thing. Um, And uh, it wasn't really until I uh, came in contact with Opus Dei and started uh, getting spiritual direction from an Opus Dei priest uh, and uh, really started to take some real steps towards building a relationship with our Lord. Mm basically i was taught to try to live a plan of life mm-hmm. that involved you know a time of mental prayer uh, the morning and the afternoon daily mass uh, the holy rosary reading scripture and, and spiritual reading that sort of thing and really over time this obviously it's an inclined plane mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's one step at a time two steps forward one step back but Uh, it it really helped me to uh,
0: develop a prayer life and uh, I've never looked back since so when you and Peg got married and you're married 30 48 years 48 okay so you married 48 years at that point in time when when you were married were you both open to life? Like, where were you? Like you said, well, we want to have as many children as God wants us to have. I mean, where were you in your faith journey? It's
2: very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. I was prepared to contracept, Mm -hmm. but uh, we never did because Peggy would have none of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And really, and it wasn't until I started to pray and, uh, and, and tried to be more receptive to the teaching of the church uh, before I was able to really open up and see the wisdom of, uh, you know, of the church's teaching on contraception. So we had three children by the time I finished graduate school. Mm-hmm. We stand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then you know we we wound up mm-hmm. with eight children, as, as you know. And uh, we've just been so blessed. Uh, um, all of our children are practicing Catholics, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know they're having babies. And uh, you know we're at, we're at number 37 right mm-hmm. now, and I you know we're likely to have a few more. There there are a few of my kids who are uh, probably not going to be having more, uh, based on their age. But uh, it's just such a blessing. And, you know, we have many of our grandchildren around us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We live in northern Virginia, and most of them live uh, uh, really within, you know, five or ten miles of us. So we're just really, really lucky.
0: That's excellent. Powerful
1: story. And thinking about this, your latest book, I think this is your third book, and tell me if I'm not getting it right, but it's, it's the important things you are to communicate as a person of faith to grandchildren, great-grandchildren, do that respectfully, you know, through the parents, you understand your place in that. But just listening to your testimony, and it's amazing, eight children, 37 grandchildren, and uh, and that you said, you know, I had a Catholic upbringing, but I was really kind of lazy. And it wasn't until I really got involved with Opus Dei and understood prayer and intimacy and really an encounter with the living God. I mean, you had the moral teaching and dogmas and everything else, but you weren't working it. And it wasn't until you know that intimacy in prayer. I would imagine that also is an important part of what you want to convey to your grandchildren and great grandchildren, because wow, I mean, it was really a turning point and a cutting edge thing. I mean, this whole life, if you're if your wife wasn't so strong, I maybe mean, we should have had her on. You know, like, you were heading down the wrong track. You may not have had, but if you could have convinced her the other way, well, you know, let's contracept, or let's, you know, let's do a couple of kids and then sterilize or something. I mean, your whole life would have been different. And that seems to be, like, part of the story. I don't know. You know, you got headings of what you did. And thinking about that would be something I would want to convey to my... You know, I wasn't always this way. I, I, and I think you do speak about conversion. That's right. But but lead into the book and what
2: you're doing with your themes and maybe this is a part of what you're trying to convey to them. Well, you know, grace is a a big Mm. part of this, right? Mm. And, you know, I was really on the wrong track in college. And uh, it's one of the things that I mentioned in in one of my letters to uh, my grandchildren that this is a risky time. You know, I mean, if I had fallen in love with the wrong person, uh, at that point, I yeah. you know, it was pretty vulnerable, really. You know, kind of rudderless, and uh, it could have worked out pretty poorly. Who mm-hmm. knows? Grace right. works well. Right. You know, you don't know how it's all going to mm-hmm. play out. But uh, I was just very lucky to have <laughs> to have met my wife yes. uh, at a at a good time in my life, and you know, she came from a good, strong Catholic family, and um, so we were able to bring that uh, to our children, yeah. and you know. I've always sort of looked at my children and my grandchildren as being, you know, part of my legacy, Mm. you know. And, uh, you know, I I just want them to have what I have, have this deep, you know, love for our Lord, a love for our church. And really, you know, the best way to convey that is by living it. You know, because you know they, they see everything, mm-hmm. and you know I just I just hope and pray that you know that when I'm gone, the the main thing they're gonna say about uh, about me is that, you know he he really mm-hmm. loved our Lord and mm-hmm. loved and loved his church, mm-hmm. and uh, you know hopefully that you know they'll see that as the as the kind of example that they want to follow themselves and to teach that to their children.
0: Yeah, yeah. and and that is true. Uh, the greatest lesson is your enthusiasm, is what you believe, and then how you live what you believe. And, and obviously with your eight children, you, you and Peg have created a beautiful family culture just um, you know to say, this is who we are. I mean, even in our home, it would be totally unthinkable that you woke up and you didn't feel like going to church on Sunday. Well, we didn't care about your feelings. We were going to do what needed to be done, and maybe your feelings were going to come later, but we were going to church, and we were going to love God, and we were going to give Him the best of us, you know, in body, soul, mind, and spirit, and they were going to see that, and enthusiasm, when they see that, that your relationship with Jesus is living, and it's active, and it's real, and you believe what the Word of God says, and you read the Word, and you, you share it, and you impart it, I mean, they catch that. And, but for so many of our family at home, um, they did all the things you and Peg did and they didn't get those results, you know? And so grace is generous. God's grace is extremely generous to us. We
2: have to have a a long view on this too, Mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, I would urge uh, folks who are watching who may have a child who is maybe not on the right track and have left the faith, that, uh, you know, continue to pray yes. and, and uh, have hope. And, you know, uh, stranger things have happened, right? I mean, they, they may well come back you know, and yeah. just keep praying and keep, you know, l- you know sacrificing, offer mortifications and uh, pray, pray, pray. Right,
0: yes. and, yeah. and the hope, the great hope that this isn't the end of the story. And you said a beautiful thing. Uh, your greatest legacy might come after you pass. Right? Because, I mean, we've known that. We've had our parents pass, right? We have family members. we lost sisters. And it's only then when we lose them that we really understand who they were among us, right? right. But that's the lesson of life. Um, and, but you're saying in writing, I want you to get me before I die. I want you to know the morals and the values of the beliefs of Steve and Peg. So that you would catch this in your living days here, exactly, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, no, we, you know we we all want to convey you know all these good ideas to our children, but and our grandchildren, but sometimes it's just difficult to catch up with them, you know, because they're you know you you have so many of them that they may be spread out geographically across uh, the country, and, uh, and and I think also that. We probably don't want to be the kind of grandma or grandpa or whatever we're called Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, corners our grandchild Mm -hmm. every time we see them and it has a heavy conversation with them, right? right? They're they're gonna, they'll avoid us if we do that, right? So you know, those opportunities may come up, they may seek us out to talk about some of these uh, important subjects. But um, you know, we don't want to be cornering them all the time and talking to them about you know, yeah. all of these sorts mm-hmm. of things. And, and that's really why I decided to put some of my thoughts down on paper, mm-hmm. uh, because that way you know, they may not read it now, but they'll read it later, and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll know, what, you know what I think about some of these important things mm-hmm. and hopefully take some of it to heart. Mm-hmm. Well, you wrote
1: beautifully. Um, because the, the truth is really there, the importance it means to you, some of your failures within it. You know, this is just really important to me. I want you to know it, I love you, and I, as long as I'm here, I want to accompany you on the way, and after I'm gone, I want you to know what I really believe, some of the mm-hmm. some of the letters, because these are letters that you wrote, uh, and we're talking about what's important to you as a grandma or grandpa of faith that you want to convey, and so you wanted to convey God, <laughs> that's pretty good, the Gospels, the Catholic Church, your sanctity, the natural law, your sexuality, family, vocation, friendship, the poor, work, leisure, freedom, education, hardships, conversion, and then your conclusion. So those are some of the themes, and we could talk about why you chose them, which one you really liked more. But you're trying to say to us as well, we'll get this. In the show tomorrow, more fully is that you're saying, "Hey, this is what I did." You might want to think about this and communicate it. You know, you can't—you didn't say this, but it's kind of like, "Don't steal all my stuff because it's my stuff."
2: Mm -hmm. But you know, what are your
1: headings? What are your themes? Say it in the way you want to say it. You know, in love, and and they'll catch what's going on.
2: Right.
1: Um, So, did you? I I was wondering. These are great themes and, and headings. Did you have a favorite one? And did you regret after you published it and said, why did I leave that one out? Well, you can always write them another letter, I guess.
2: Yeah, I I haven't come up with one that I should've written, but there probably are some, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. Um, You know, I just, uh, I wanted to start out with sort of the, some of the tough topics that where they are likely to get some pushback from, you know, particularly when they go off to college, Mm -hmm. all right? Um, You know, belief in God, uh, for example, and there's mm-hmm. very good reason we believe in God, right? And and you know, talk about that a, a little bit with them, and then why Catholic? You know, right. you know, right. why should why, why isn't any religion good enough? And so I you know discuss why I'm a Catholic, mm-hmm. and uh, why do I feel the Gospels are authentic and in in, in, uh, in in real. Yes. And uh, so, you know, I get into that because they'll go, they'll go to to college and they'll have a professor that'll say, hey, you know, the gospels are a myth, right? right? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing further uh, from the truth. So I just want to sort of prepare them for that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, natural law, for example, Mm -hmm. people think that that's, you know, that's hokum. But I wanted to, you know, talk about, you know, what is natural law and why is it, why is it real? You know, that it's the law that's written on the heart of everyone, not Mm -hmm. just Catholics and and, and Jews, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and and so important because during, you know, uh, in the journey of life, there are some fragile years, right? Especially in college where everything's going to be challenged. And to have a a solid foundation to say, you know, people are going to challenge you, but I want you to know why I believe what I believe. Um, yes. And so, and that might help fortify and strengthen your journey. Just say, well, my grandfather was like this, and and he kind of came out okay mm-hmm. because he he persevered through the hard times and the hard times. And, and he lived it, and he made a beautiful <clears throat> case for it. Yeah. We're gonna have
1: to take a a break at this point, and and we're gonna have Father John Paul on, but we're having you back tomorrow because I think we're just beginning to break open this book and how important it is, not just that you've written it and for your grandkids, but you're saying, hey, think about this, communicate. Mm-hmm. What's really central in your life, and pass this on to your grandchildren and great grandchildren. So we look forward to sharing more tomorrow. Father John Paul will be back with us when we come back. Don't go away. back. Father John Paul is here with us. What a blessing to have you here, Father. And of course, wondering as we always do what you thought about the show. And it's just really moving, you know, I think for me, uh, his challenge to us, not just he wrote a beautiful book, he's, he's kind of saying, what do you want to convey to your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren? What's important to you? Why is it important to you? Why do you want that to be a part of their lives? How do you convey that in in, in love and in free will, but convey it anyway? It's important
3: well, I'm certainly having a flood of um, images come back to me during the show, and just as you were talking, um, of both sets of grandparents, my dad's side and also my mom's side. Um, because so both of them, um, they taught me so many lessons. Um, I was thinking, as Steve was talking um, about my grandmother, and I would spend a couple of days a week upstairs watching uh, Wheel of Fortune, Price is <laughs> Right, and she lived upstairs from us. Yeah. And what a blessing that was for me as a, as a young person, mm-hmm. having my grandmother and grandfather mm-hmm. live upstairs mm-hmm. and go up often, so it wasn't foreign for me to have that type of relationship mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother had a lot of health problems, so she was typically typically in bed mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. So I would go up and usually we'd spend about an hour together, a mm-hmm. uh, couple times a week, um, seven to eight. We watch Wheel of Fortune, yeah. Prices Right. Yeah.
2: That's
3: <laughs> so so I still remember. I still remember those days and some of our conversations. But at the same time, I was thinking that, and she died in my arms.
2: Mm.
3: You know, mm. as a young man, you know, I was 21. I started practicing my faith again when I was 21. Mm-hmm. That that grandmother wasn't Catholic. My my dad's side. Uh, they were Lutheran, and so my mom's side's Catholic. And maybe next show I'll talk about that. Okay. But on this particular side, uh, just coming back to the faith when I was twenty-one, my grandmother died of pancreatic cancer,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and you know, just being with my aunt and holding her hand and watching her die, literally right there in front of me, mm-hmm. is probably one of the most impactful experiences that I've ever had in my life. Right. Actually, right. seeing my mm-hmm. My grandmother transitioned to eternal life. Yeah. Yes. Period. Yeah. I, I can't say. I don't know what to say. i I might. Yeah. You no, know, it's
1: good. It's like the uh, Elisha and Elijah story. Yeah. You know? Be with me when I die. Mm. You know, when I ascend, yeah. and there's going to be a special blessing it. And, and you hit the wheel of fortune.
3: With yeah. Your, with your, your <laughs> <Yeah>, grandparents. absolutely. <laughs> I, on both sides, I yes. hit the wheel. Of, I, I hit the the, the jackpot. Whatever jackpot. It is, yeah. Whatever it is, the yeah. the ultimate prize. Yeah. yeah. I did. Well, but th-
0: how rich that is for your soul, right? In yeah. your formation and just having that relationship and that casual, but yet so meaningful.
3: Well, one of the highlights, I think, of this pontificate is Pope Francis talking about grandparents. Mm-hmm. That is important. one of the most significant things that he has brought to his papacy is, is um, the emphasis on grandparents. And the
1: elderly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for this communication, because it is just a living witness to what Stephen Gabriel was trying to do, and I think that his grandchildren will be speaking about him a long time you know, so. after his I, passing.
3: I, I think they will. Father, yeah. close
1: us with a, a prayer and a blessing, please. Sure.
3: Family, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may turn his face to you and be merciful to you, and may he show you his kindness and give you his peace. And may the blessing of Almighty God be upon you, especially those of you who are grandparents, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go thank ahead. you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, what a blessed show today. And may your loved ones be blessed generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Keep it on EWTN. Bye now.